This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. As we told you last week, November is the most dangerous month for pedestrians, and the most dangerous time of all will be when it gets dark early tonight, because this is the first weekday after we turn the clocks back. Just yesterday, we had another pedestrian fatality. A 95-year-old woman killed crossing the street This has to stop. The numbers show that it has gotten worse since last year with 37 pedestrian fatalities. Of those people killed, 24 were seniors, and there was a total of 66 traffic deaths. Because of that, today Toronto police are launching a week-long step-up-and-be-safe road safety campaign, and they will be paying special attention to our people, to Zoomers, this year. We want to hear from you, as always, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, to explain what this new campaign uh, will entail, how it will play out, I have Constable Clint Stibby. Hi there, Constable. Hi there. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fine. So uh, what exactly are you going to be doing? So this is actually an education and enforcement campaign that's focused on uh, not just pedestrians, but uh, pedestrians and drivers, uh, anyone that's committing any sort of offenses in relation to pedestrian crossovers uh, in near school zones, uh, at marked intersections, anywhere that essentially pedestrians and cars are going to meet. Uh, unfortunately, so far this year, we're not doing well. We're at 70 fatalities for the year, uh, and that number, uh, oh. unfortunately... Hello? Hello, yes. No, I just, we had 66, so it's, it's more. Yes, it's at 70 fatalities now. Okay. Uh, now, the last time we were this high was in 2003 when we were at 74 for the year. Uh, so, unfortunately, at the pace we're going, if we keep going at this rate, we are going to surpass that number. So, the, the thing that we have to keep, we can prevent this by doing what we're supposed to. But be safe. does focus on uh, proper etiquette when you're on the roadway, following the rules, wearing something reflective. And quite often we're criticized for playing the blame game. But the reality is we're asking for individuals to use their brain because what happens is when you step out on the road, we're not saying that you wearing that reflective piece of clothing is guaranteed going to keep you from being involved in a collision. That's not the case at all. But it might help reduce the chances of you being involved in a collision where somebody might actually see you when maybe they're making that left-hand turn. The responsibility is on the driver when they're making a left turn at an intersection to ensure that their movement is done in safety and that they don't strike a pedestrian. But quite often what we have a situation with is the driver is more concerned about the threat, which is the other motor vehicle. They're not taking into account there might actually be a pedestrian on the other side of that intersection. Now, as they try and make it through that, say, small gap where there's a car uh, coming towards them, they haven't given the pedestrian any sort of um, 
position on the road, if you will, or uh, right full, uh, right away on the road, really. And what happens is they strike that pedestrian and quite often kill them. We see uh, that our top three reasons for fatal collisions are left turns at an intersection, right turn at an intersection, and then a mid-block crossing. Okay, um, let's let's just uh, unpack that uh, a little bit. Um, so. Part of the problem uh, that I think, and we keep hearing about some lights being retimed, there are incredibly busy intersections where uh, left turns are legal, but they give you about 10 seconds to do it. Well, it's actually it's interesting you just worded that. The 10 seconds that you're referring to, I'm assuming you're talking about the countdown. No, uh, no, no. I, I'm not. Ta- I'm, I'm talking about... Um, when you the arrow for the for the for the left turn, yeah. So you can be at our. I've been at really busy intersections, something like Avenue Road in Saint Clair, and there's an arrow, but it's it's on for for literally just a few seconds. You sure. can barely get one car turning, but it's a legal turn. Yeah, and what essentially happens is they, uh, the city has set up the light timings to allow a certain amount of vehicles through an area, and they've accounted for traffic volume changes during the day. Uh, in areas where they perhaps only permit one car or two cars to take that turn, uh, if somebody's paying attention when that light changes and they make their movements, um, that is enough to get that motor vehicle through. But the reality is they, they've set up how long that turn light should be for the number of cars that they expect to go into that road. So if it is a situation where it is backing up, the computers do make adjustments throughout the day for light durations, times, left turns, crossovers, um, all kinds of different changes are done. But that affects not just the one intersection, but multiple intersections throughout the city uh, to help minimize traffic delays. But yeah, but often, it, yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh. I mean, saying that's the theory, I guess, but uh, out on the roads, it doesn't appear to be that way. Well, yeah, that's... The machines are infallible in the sense that they will set that time for the countdown to be X number of seconds long uh, or for you to make that left-hand turn to be for, say, six seconds, whatever the case may be. That is continuous. It doesn't change. The problem is the behavior of the road user does change. I'm standing here right now at Queen and University. Yeah. Uh, the, light, the light countdown began. Yeah. The cars were trying to make a right-hand turn. So now we're down to one lane of traffic on eastbound Queen Street. Uh, and can't only uh, the other lane can't get through because the person's trying to make the right-hand turn when they've got priority to make the turn. But pedestrians are still stepping out on the road, even though there's 17 seconds left. That 17 seconds isn't for the people to step on the road. That 17 seconds is for the individuals to, can, to complete their crossing, not to begin it. So while I'm standing there, I'm watching, had to be half a dozen people continue through. And then even when the countdown got to zero and the lights began changing, people were still running across the road. So the reality is we put ourselves in risk. We, put, uh, we make a decision to step on a road and uh, risk making that crossing, whether it's a one-lane crossing, a two-lane crossing, whatever the case may be. Um, we have rights and responsibilities, both as pedestrians, drivers, and cyclists, to follow the rules. The reality is more and more people are making mistakes. More and more lives are being lost because of those mistakes. And society has to adopt a change where they start to follow the rules. And okay, let, thing, let, let me just ask you this. So are you speaking to pedestrians? I'm speaking to everybody. Okay. The, the, error, the error is not one road-using group. Every road-using group thinks that they're the worst off. The reality is everyone is bad off. We've seen um, vehicle collisions with fatalities are up 100%. Uh, the pedestrian fatalities are up 23%. Every one of these road-using groups are suffering. 
So the reality is when we look at the, the risk that everybody's taking, and like I said, I'm looking right now at a person crossing mid-block, smoking a cigarette, not even looking to see if any cars are coming. You know, it, I mean, I'm looking at it right now just as they're crossing. And now they just crossed three lanes. Now they're going to about to step into southbound traffic. There's a countless number of cars southbound, and I'm just, now I'm just going to watch this person attempt to cross. And they're crossing, and cars are coming towards her. She's going in between vehicles and running across to make it. So here's a perfect example. Had a um, cyclist even come up alongside that van that she just uh, stepped in front of, could have hit her. That could have killed her. So there are collisions that are occurring because people are making bad decisions. Those decisions are putting themselves at risk, and we all decide how much risk we're willing to take. We need to realize that, uh, and I'm sure I could speak for most people, that if you step out in front of a, or let me rephrase that, if you would step out in front of a train that was coming at you, I suggest most people wouldn't. However, when people see a car coming towards them, they don't associate that type of risk. And you know what? The reality, the outcome is the same. You get hit by a train, you get hit by a car, you're either going to get killed or seriously injured. Uh, And this is something that, as a society, we need to recognize is a common problem in all our collisions. So let me ask you, when you say enforcement, are you giving out tickets? Are you going to give people a little pain for bad behavior? Where necessary, yes. Uh, this morning I stopped a lady that uh, uh, failed to stop at a stop sign uh, with her bicycle. I asked her, uh, first of all, I asked her if she had a license. And she asked me, why does it matter? I said, because what happens is I'm going to write you a ticket. It's going to go on your driver's license. And if you have a driver's license, it's going to be uh, noted as a moving violation, and your insurance rates can increase. Well, now she says, well, knowing that, she's going to stop at, uh, at the stop signs now. How did, long? Did she, did she give you her driver's license? She doesn't have to. But the reality is, once I get her identification, I confirm who she is, then uh, the Ministry of Transportation will assign it to her driver's license. Whether she, and if she doesn't have one, they will create a reference number for her. So the Ministry of Transportation tracks each ticket uh, as a moving violation. And if a person isn't in their databases currently or uh, at some point later decides to get a driver's license, their history of uh, being stopped and let's say being charged with a moving violation, even as a cyclist, will be tracked. Although there may not be any points associated, it would still be a conviction on that person's record. Depending, uh, depending on the offense. Okay, and um, what are you doing? I, I know we, we just have a few minutes left uh, to protect uh, seniors. So seniors, we are currently, uh, well, daily, we go out to seniors' residences, uh, community uh, halls, and have conversations with seniors, directing them to use the proper crossing locations. Unfortunately, the older we get, the slower we move. So uh, maybe when you were younger, you could maybe make that dash of, say, 30 meters, or 20 meters uh, much quicker, but unfortunately our adjustment uh, for our depth perception, if you will, how much time we think we have, changes. In some cases, uh, the seniors are putting themselves at risk by making crossings in the mid-block, and last night was uh, no, uh, no exception. We had a 71-year-old person that was struck by a motor vehicle attempting to cross uh, Markham Road. Markham Road is a massive street. But unfortunately, this person was struck and now is in hospital suffering life-threatening injuries. So these types of situations continue to occur throughout the city, but police can only do so much. It's interesting that you say, what are we doing about it? I I think I have to put it back to the community. What are you doing about it? What are you doing to make your kids safe? And if you don't take responsibility for your own safety, who will? Well, exactly. I I am amazed. Uh, This is, again, when I see pedestrians like the one you described, and they're wearing headphones and and they're they're not looking. And I'm thinking, why are you counting on me in a car to make sure you're safe? 
They well, don't actually, even look. It's funny, it's funny you just mentioned that. The reality of a number of uh, collisions we see dedicated or directly related to an individual being on a cell phone, specifically a, a pedestrian, um, is very, very few. It's a perceived problem, but it's not an actual problem. We're not saying it doesn't happen, but it's not very common. Where uh, we see more of the situation, and unfortunately, it, and when we look at pedestrians, it's the vast majority of seniors and uh, 55 years of age and older account for over 80% of our uh, pedestrian fatalities in the city of Toronto. So the road user group that's suffering the most is 55 years of age and older. Uh, primarily, if we look at between 55 and 65, 65 and older makes up even more of a percentage. So, and, and would you say it's because they're not um, perceiving correctly how much time they need? Well, I think there's a combination of issues. It's not just uh, perceiving the amount of time, but even a small impact with somebody over the age of 65, that yep. uh, injury can be substantial enough that causes complications and in some cases, unfortunately, the individual's death. We're, uh, the older we get, the harder it is for us to heal from major trauma. Uh, a broken hip, a broken leg, any of these types of situations can cause uh, a life-threatening injury and or complications. Uh, I'm going to suggest that the vast majority of your audience uh, fits into the Zoomer group, which would be the seniors of the older 55-plus uh, age group. So really, they are the group most vulnerable uh, to being struck and killed on city streets. That's why you have to be aware. You have to be looking at what that driver's doing. You have to make sure the driver sees you. If the driver doesn't see you, and quite often when I step on the road with my wife, I stop her and say, we're not going yet. And then all of a sudden the car makes a left turn comes to a screeching halt. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Exactly. I'm taking the initiative by stepping back off the road and waiting until that car makes that turn, and I'm no longer in jeopardy. And that's what everybody needs to do. Not saying that the driver's right. That's not the case. The driver's very likely dead wrong. The problem is you just might be dead. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.